0: With you don't know how you're supposed to earn it, or what to do with it, or how to keep it. You're a freak with a dark, shameful secret, but you're not the only one. Get your hidden financial fears with a blast of sun. Now your healing has begun. It's Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn. Hello, and welcome to this week's Bad With Money Mailbag episode. I'm Gabby Dunn. We may be taking a short break on full episodes, but mailbag... Oh, mailbag goes nowhere. So maybe take this time to catch up on any of the episodes you missed. There are nine seasons worth. We have covered everything from reparations to budgeting to fast fashion in our full episodes. And I'm obviously planning for so much more. So stay tuned. We're just getting it all together. In the meantime, I'm going to be here reading your emails, reviews, listening to voicemails, doing all the mailbag stuff. On today's show, we're going to cover for our news section... The two big spikes in money-related searches for 2021, which were, drumroll please, black-owned, and monthly subscriptions for moms. So what does that mean for 2022? We're also going to cover the top five all-time money-related searches for 2021, which included stimulus check and mega millions. And what that says about our low-income citizens. Plus, we got a lot going on in the second half, including a money resolution from Tyler and a tip from a former stock manager for a big clothing brand about ethically wearing clothes. Okay, so this is probably a surprise to nobody, but the two big spikes in money-related searches for 2021 were black-owned, black-owned businesses, and monthly subscriptions for moms. So first, I want to talk about black-owned businesses. This is very interesting. The the search was specifically Black-owned businesses near me. So that means not only Black-owned businesses, but local Black-owned businesses, which I think we saw a huge spike in the pandemic of people wanting to support local businesses and people wanting to support local restaurants. Similarly, once the Black Lives Matter protests amped up starting in 2020, people were a lot more focused on where their products were coming from. And so they actually sought out black-owned businesses, which is amazing because people are thinking about who owns and who is behind the businesses that they're supporting and making a conscious effort to spend money where their morals lie. And in a way, it kind of harkens to our reparations episode, if you go listen to that with William Darity, because I think where you spend your money and who you're spending your money on kind of has a historical context. The second biggest money-related search spike in 2021 was monthly subscriptions for moms. And for this, I want to reference our episode with Roberta Blevins about MLMs, multi-level marketing schemes, which are basically legal pyramid schemes where people claim to be selling a product, but what they're actually doing is signing up more and more people underneath them to then get to then get a cut of what those people are selling and getting bonuses for signing people up. And the selling of the product either stops being part of the business model or becomes like pretty negligible and the products often suck. It's this very unethical, very predatory system. So when I saw monthly subscriptions for moms as something that spiked in 2021, it made me think about MLMs, which in that episode with Roberta, we talk about really do primarily target moms because it's people who want to stay home with their kids. It's people who want to work. It's people who want to be able to support their families. And it's also a vulnerable population. It's people that feel pressure online to seem perfect, feel pressure online to seem like a boss babe, a girl boss. They have their lives together, all of that. So while I don't know exactly what people are finding when they search monthly subscriptions for moms, or, you know, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I just wanted to point out that a lot of times when something is marketed as being for moms, it can get really predatory. And I think we are learning a lot more about MLMs and there's a lot more anti-MLM activism going on and there's a lot more awareness of it. And so if you are a mom out there, just... Know that you are the target audience for these schemes and keep a high alert and don't sign up for or get involved with anything that seems too good to be true or that shames you for the way that you parent your kids or the way that you take care of your family. Just be careful. I really... It really bugs me that the whole MLM culture relies on the ways that moms are made to feel overwhelmed and not good enough. And I really hate it. So just please be careful and check out our episode with Roberta Blevins. I think it will give you a lot of ideas of what the red flags are. Now, the top five money-related searches for 2021, the two that stuck out to me were Stimulus Check and Mega Millions. One, Stimulus Check... The fact that people needed to Google stimulus checks so often proves that we did not do enough for people during the pandemic that were in economic dire straits. There was no clear information about when things were going to get delivered and how much they were going to be. There was no clear information on who could get a stimulus check. It just made me really upset that this wasn't something that was communicated clear enough because uh, everyone was Googling it. Also, Mega Millions really stuck out to me because... The lottery itself, and we did an episode about the lottery and winning money, and the lottery is depressing in a lot of ways because the people it targets are people who are clearly not statistically going to win something like the Mega Millions, and the fact that Mega Millions was one of the top searches of 2021 has an air of desperation to it, which shows that if we just had universal basic income, if we just had something that people could feel that they were guaranteed money in order to live, they wouldn't feel such a dire need to constantly be looking up if they had randomly won the lottery. I just feel like those are very illustrative of of what it's like to be a low-income person in America right now. Okay, well, let me know what you think. Maybe I'm just extrapolating a lot. Maybe I'm just projecting a lot of my own fears and anxieties, uh, my bummer feelings onto these searches, and it's actually not that deep. I don't know. But send me an email about it. Gabby is com. This is just my opinion on what these searches mean. Okay. In just a moment, we're going to return. We will talk about resolutions, ethical clothing choices, and so much more. Hey, Gabby. Something I want to work on in 2022 is detaching morality from money. I don't want to look at the number in my bank account and feel like a failure or a success. Mm. My husband and I make enough that we can pay our bills and buy more books than we should and save, and we're so incredibly fortunate to be able to do that. But I often worry about money, and if we don't save as much as we plan to, or if something comes up that causes us to spend money we didn't account for, I often feel bad, and I want to break myself of that. Wow. Yes, we, you know, season one of this show, we talked about it a lot, actually, the complete divorcing of personal self-worth from money. So this is actually a really great resolution, Tyler. Also, I see you commenting a lot. Hello, Tyler. Thank you for sending in a voice memo. And yes, I think that my personal self-worth was 100% tied to the number in my bank account. And not just self-worth, but my... Am I a good person? Am I moral? Am I like worthy of people loving me? I mean, really like deep, deep, deep associations with the number in my bank account and my like right to live a life. You know, I think a lot about this concept called the prosperity gospel, which I write about in my book, Bad With Money, which is basically the idea that god has blessed you if you have a lot of money god has blessed you and that means god favors you and that means you're a good person and god loves you and that is something that even if you are not super religious in some form whatever your version of god is that exists for you you think that something is smiling down on you or choosing you because of the amount of money you have and I working to unpack that is so hard and I'm nine seasons in and I'm still doing that. Okay, let's get to your emails. So this email is from Alexa and it's, it's a wild ride, you guys. Okay. Alexa wrote TLDR. Speaking of side hustle, why bother reporting it to the IRS or whatever? Why even tell the government taxes who? So this is going to get illegal and I am dying laughing. Okay, Alexa wrote, recently I've decided as a hair and makeup artist, I no longer want to split my earnings, aka commission with an employer. I've been in the business for nine years now and I can't seem to ever get paid more than 45% of my service total. Granted, the employer provides a place for me to do my work, some advertising and a place for me to do laundry, but I just want to keep my money. As someone who specializes in bridal, hell yeah, rainbow weddings for the win, I give family discounts specifically for them. This is gay weddings. I question why I would report any earnings at all. Oh, Alexa. I literally go on site and get paid via cash or, <laughs> or PayPal. My mom says it's to put into social security, but I hear we won't be getting that by the time I'm her age. And my dad is a migrant worker who's going to be hustling till he dies. Sad but true. And then a bunch of flags. Flag emojis. My best friend was an escort for years, and no one ever questioned where she got her money. She never paid taxes. I was a dancer, but always had a side retail job, so I'd get a W-2 and some cash back for taxes. Same for being an employee of a salon, I get a W-2. Well, no more, in all caps. So what, am I just supposed to claim an LLC or whatever to be a good person? I'm willing to give up my good card if it means I get to keep all my money. (laughs) Taxes, the IRS, and doing bridal looks like dealing drugs. Please explain, XOXO, Alexa. Fully dying, you know, you pay taxes because it goes towards education and because you're a citizen and also because you can't break the law. But I just wanted to read that, not, not as an endorsement, just as a thought. Okay, this is an email from Larry and it says, greetings and salutations from the Atlantic Northeast, your grace. Okay, guys. <laughs> this one also is a little funny. This show is a treasure. Regarding fast fashion, my mind was opened by being a stock manager for one of the biggest brands in the early 00s. And then it says, shh, and then says what the brand was, but I can't tell if we're supposed to say it or not. I'll say it rhymes with strap. Okay. I'd like to share two major takeaways I gained from that job if it pleases the court. You guys, (laughs) this your grace and the court and my liege and my lord thing is really... Not in the spirit of the socialism of this show. We are not a monarchy. Anyway, okay. Number one, as an exercise, tomorrow or whenever, lay out a whole regular outfit, including socks, shoes, and undies. Lay it all out on your bed, and then read the tags and labels and see where your whole outfit was manufactured. Bonus round, include things like watches, handbags, backpacks, other jewelry, hats, etc. Here comes the hard part. Next step, look up the history and the current wage for garment workers in those countries. Nine times out of ten, it'll be places like China, Vietnam, Bangladesh, Laos, etc. Anecdotally, I am fairly certain 95% of my personal wardrobe came from factories overseas. Okay, one other thing. While working a stock shipment overnight, I remember the first time I came across a box that was not for us. It was for our premium brand, and I took that opportunity to show my crew the difference between the $40 to $60 jeans we sold versus the $80 to $100 jeans they sold. Almost identical. The more expensive one had a richer color, I'll admit. Same pattern, though. I wonder if the price increase was due to better materials, better stitching, that label, or a combo of all three. I never did figure that out. It was an interesting two years working there. Merry New Year, Larry. Thank you so much for that. I love when someone writes in with expertise. Well, thank you for those emails. I want to keep these episodes short. So if you sent an email and I didn't read it, I will get to it next week, I promise. Also, thank you to everyone on the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. I'm not going to read any Discord comments this week because, again, we are running out of time. But just know I still love you, Discord. Okay, here's a Apple review from Catherine the Smasher. Five stars awesome. I've been listening to this podcast for years and I've learned so much about personal finance and structural inequities. I love the balance of helping myself and how to smash the patriarchy to help others. Give it a listen. Thank you so much, Catherine. Um, I also want to shout out our four new patrons this week at patreon.com slash Gabby Dunn. They are Denise, Melissa, MK, and Pam. Thank you, thank you, thank you! You can become a patron at Patreon.com/slash Gabby Dunn to get access to behind-the-scenes stuff about Bad with Money and um, essays about my life and Q and As and all this kind of vulnerable writing that I do. So, guys, it's a new year. Start it by being more involved in the Bad with Money community. The more we talk, the more we share, the more we know, the more power we have. So, you can join the Facebook community which you can find at tinyurl.com slash badwithmoneyfb. Uh, you can also comment on the Discord, which I'll put the link to the Discord in the description below. You can also engage with us on Instagram at bwmpod. Uh, let me tell you, sometimes the Instagram is really popping off. I know I say Discord is popping off a lot, and I don't want to uh, you know, water down the meaning of popping off, but people go ham on the Instagram because they want to fight with each other. And I I kind of enjoy it. So I want to know about your financial journey, the challenges you face, everything. Again, you can send me an email at gabbyisbadwithmoney at gmail.com. You can also leave me a voicemail at 844-474-4040. You can also email me a voice memo like Tyler did if you prefer. Happy New Year, everyone. You are crushing it already, I promise. And I don't mean that in a moral or... Ethical manner tied to the number in your bank account. Are we doing it correctly? Baby steps. Okay, bye!